here we are now with another episode of the Andrew Lake Podcast. Today I'd like to talk about nihilism. This is something that's not going away. This is something that is pinnacle, well if not pinnacle, at least a large portion of the human condition. And I mean nihilism in its broadest sense. I mean nihilism as a philosophy, nihilism as a perspective, nihilism as an emotional profile, nihilism as a cultural phenomenon. Nihilism is something we must all contend with. It is something we must all come to terms with. And in different ways, in different colours, for each of us, nihilism is something that we all go through. Nihilism can mean many things. It can mean a sense of hopelessness, a sense of loss, a sense of grief, a sense of giving up, anger, frustration, hurt, pain, anguish, angst, worry. And then there are also subtle forms of nihilism, nostalgia, melancholy, depression, sadness, loneliness. And this whole thing, which we might call collectively as the dark side of the human condition, all of it is something that is always going to be there. It's something that's not going away. So we're going to look at nihilism today, and what I'd like to talk about more specifically is music, which is inspired by nihilism, music which comes from the dark side of the human condition. And I can think of no better place for me personally and the best places that I've found this is in the music of heavy metal now a very large portion of my music collection is heavy metal and there are many bands that I've loved (laughs) over the years and I've picked a few of these bands to talk about today and what I'd like to do is to read the lyrics from a couple of songs from each of my favorite bands. And we might call this heavy metal poetry (laughs) or metal poetry. And this is poetry inspired by nihilism or that comes from the dark side of humanity. 
Now, I will make some passing comments about the music itself, but I want to focus mostly on the impression of these words. And I don't know if these words really hold weight just as poems read like I'm going to read them today. We can find out together. We can see if there's any anything behind them, really. Because in heavy metal music and in artistic expression, there is so much in the, the, the total aesthetics. And of course, in the case of music, that means the sound, the tone, the structure, the timbre of the music. How the poems here are presented is entwined in how the music sounds. So it will sound very different. It will feel very different. But still, if the lyrics are strong and they have some depth, there will be something in them. There will be something there. And we can find out together. We can see. Ask yourself. You might know some of these songs. You might have heard some of these songs. And ask yourself... Do the lyrics still hold up? Do they still say something? And of course, when we talk about poetry, you have to understand at least a little bit about poetry to be able to take it to heart. Because poetry is not a philosophy. It's not an argument. It's not a psychology. It's not a debate. It's not a line of reasoning. It's not trying to convince you of anything. And it's even not very logical at times. And that's because poetry is an expression. Poetry comes from something which is beyond this thinking mind or the rational, normal, everyday-to-day patterns of thoughts that we carry with us. And really, you should listen with your heart. When you listen to poetry, you listen with your heart. You don't try to understand as in these words equal this meaning. This equals this is not an equation that fits in poetry. Really, you just want to be open and allow the sounds of the words to go into you and notice how you feel. Notice what happens in your body, what happens to your breathing. What happens to your heart rate? What is your reaction? Are there any emotions coming up? So that's a little bit about poetry. and Keep that in mind as I read through these. And really, the, the heavy metal music I'm talking about is American late 90s, early noughties style new metal now there are many styles of heavy metal and if you know your subgenres then you'll know that these are new metal bands or mostly roughly speaking there's four out of five bands today are american and there's now a tradition that music has passed It's time. It's no longer modern. It's no longer current. And it's become a a, a thing in history. It's become institutionalized. And how we express our nihilism today 
is very different, and heavy metal today is very different. So what you need to understand is that the music, the heavy metal music of the 90s and the heavy metal music of new metal had a certain kind of pathos. It was a certain kind of expression of emotion. So if we can use nihilism as our broad term, and then as a subterm, we have emotional profiles. New metal and the poems we're talking about today would be a subcategory of emotional profiles. So we're taking, we're, we're narrowing our view. We're only looking at a section of, we're looking at a subgenre of metal, which appears as nihilism, but only a part of a nihilism picture, the picture of nihilism. So keep that in mind and really just be open to, well, what was it like? And, and consider this, these, these bands, this is something that we have to square. And this really well illustrates this difference between a personal emotion and a cultural collective emotion which is that these people listen to this music by themselves. And in the 90s, it was on CDs. Early 90s, late 80s, even into the noughties, CDs were still being sold. When we get to the 2000s, we have a lot of the internet taking over. But in the 90s, it was an individual listening to a CD by themselves. And there was an emotional content to the artist which formed a very strong connection with the listener. There's a very powerful bond between these bands and their fans, their listeners. And these bands sell out massive stadiums. They tour all around the world selling thousands and thousands of tickets sometimes for top dollar. Some of these bands are massive. Now, of course, they're not your pop star kind of massive. That's different. And if if we're putting the popularity of new metal into the spectrum of music sales, well, then there's still a proportion there. We're not to say that this is the greatest music of all time or the most resonant music of all time. No, that's different. We, we keep, keep our understanding in proportion, keep our picture in proportion, but you can't deny that there was a very big slice of the pie going to the new metal bands. There were thousands of people that resonated with the emotional content in this music and that says something once once we go through these lyrics keep that in mind keep keep in mind when i read this these lyrics that thousands of people paid money to turn up to hear someone screaming these words at them on a stage and in many cases They'd sing along. They'd scream along. 
So keep that in mind. That's something that we can thread through this whole this whole discussion, this whole conversation. And of course, before we jump into these lyrics, there's one more thing I'll add, which is that, of course, nihilism goes full circle. Nihilism does collapse on itself if you go deep into it enough. The yearning for meaning, the yearning for wanting to feel alive, the desire to feel alive, the desire to feel, the desire for the world to make sense around you, the desire to be free from fear and pain. Well, actually, it's in nihilism that you find a road towards those positive things. And it's in the deepest, darkest expressions of nihilism that a transformation occurs. And if you really go into your nihilism, if you really go into your darkness, you can find that transformation. And that occurs even in these bands, in these heavy metal bands. So, coming up, we've got Mudvayne, System of a Down, Meshuggah, Slipknot, and Machine Head. So if you're a fan of these bands, of any of them, then you're really going to enjoy this. I hope you enjoy hearing someone else's voice saying these lyrics. So here we go. Let's start with Mudvayne. Mudvayne has a very unique sound, of course. The one that steals the show is the bass player. And he really is... There's really no one else like the Mudvayne bass player. He does slap and double taps and pops and he's doing chords and he's strumming it and there's really so much power in it. And the band creates such a big sound because it's only guitar, bass, drums and vocals. It's quite a it's quite a bare instrumentation for a metal band. Usually there's at least a another keyboard or a another guitar or something. But of course, that leaves space. The reason it's so bare is because there's so much space and there's so much happening. And the drummer is quite technical. And they do have... The, the other musicians do do backup vocals as well. But it really is an, an amazing sounding band. Especially that early, early Mudvayne. Those first few albums. And really when I talk about these bands, I really... We'll, we'll deal with them when we get there. But... Here we go for Determined by Mudvayne. Go, so fucking determined. Yeah, go. You better believe it. Confidence. Go, 
so fucking determined. Yeah, go. Spit out all reason. I'm tired of holding up the weight. The weight of the motherfucking world. All I want to do is just get right here, right now. We struggle and fight just to get in a grave that's overflowing. Clock's ticking on my 15 minutes of fame. Come on now. One, two, three. Go. So fucking determined. Yeah, go. You better believe it. Confidence. Go. So fucking determined. Yeah, go. Spit out all reason. Well, I'm flushing the trust of everyone, stabbing in the back and thinking they can break me. Set my sight, can't die till I'm done. Mind endurance. Never wanted any more than what I deserve. Better bring it, I'm taking it all. Fuck an inch, cause I'm bringing a mile. Come on now, one, two, three, go. So fucking determined. Yeah, go. You better believe it. Confidence. Go. So fucking determined. Yeah, go. Spit out all reason. This fire is growing, is burning. Deep inside of me, focused, driven, certain, the way it's gotta be. Fire growing, burning, deep inside of me, focused, driven, certain, the way it's gotta be. Crooked, no trust, liar, conman, drunk with power, mentor, taught me everything that I know. So wrong. Wrong. One, two, three, go. So fucking determined. Yeah, go. You better believe it. Confidence. Go. So fucking determined. Yeah, go. Spit out all reason. Within anger, there is an incredible motivation. Within anger, there is a fire that pumps action. And this song, Determined, really captures the essence of the word determined. To be really determined is a real clenching of the fist, spitting out all reason. There's no argument here. It's anger. Just go. Just fucking determined. And really, it's so simple and so powerful. Can you get in touch with your sense of determination? You can see, can you see the correlation between determination and anger? There's a furious fight in those that are deeply determined. For those that struggle, those that work, those that push, those that give themselves totally into something, 
There is darkness. There is a pain there. A struggle is a pain. But also in that there is determination. And it's possible to see someone's determination in a positive light. And I suspect that there is something that feels very good about being determined. There's something empowering about taking a stand. And you quite simply have to say, you better believe it. Confidence. Fire growing, burning deep inside of me. Focused, driven, certain. All of these are definitive. They're all final. They're all statements that end the argument, end the conversation. Time is up. And it really is as simple as, yeah, go. So fucking determined. Beyond the anger, and this comes up in many different heavy metal bands in many different ways, there is also quite simply the hurt and the hopelessness. And there are many bands that touch on this thing which we call suicide. And this thing, suicide, is a part of nihilism. The suicidal tendencies are real for someone with deep, dark, depressive states. And the real darkness You need to understand that when someone's in it, it's real. And you can't understand. And how far hopelessness goes. It really is hopeless. It really is. And it's so hard to capture that in words. And in this next song, which I'd like to read the lyrics from, by Mudvayne, they've used music to express this really well. So this is the song I'm in. And it talks about suicide, so I'd like to read the lyrics. Suicide. Don't give a fuck about this, my life or any other. Just go away and let me hang. Impossible to forgive, forget, murderer. I'm in control. Living a lie. Make you pay at all cost for this. Lovesick bullshit. Bring it. Decisions making themselves. I don't need you. Thorns in my side. So I die. 
no one, no one could ever understand. My life's exhausted, no one, no one could ever understand. This life I'm in. Determined to bring you all down with me, break you, beat you, no more fucking empathy from me for you. Fed up, I've had enough. Duality, my war. Existence, instigated controversy. Lay down, sell out, so wrong. I drag the blade and go away. I stand, cold, cruel and lost. Take me, I'm ready. No one, no one could ever understand. My life's exhausted. No one, no one could ever understand. Pressure constricting. So hard. Like a stone. Fight hard. Break bones break. No one could ever understand. This life I'm in. Your pressure. My time. Eroding my life. Fight for your honesty. Fight for integrity. All work and no play. All work and no play. Waiting. All work and no play. Makes me sick. I want to eat a bullet. Carve myself. Beat my face. Catatonic. Dig my brain. No pain. Suffocate. Stomach aches. Don't give a fuck. I'm out. I'm done. Fuck this shit. You've dug the hole I'm lying in. No one could ever understand. No one could ever understand. Fight for your honesty. Fight for integrity. No one, no one could ever understand. My life's exhausted. No one, no one could ever understand. Pressure constricting. So hard, like a stone, fight hard, break bones break, no one could ever understand, this life I'm in, my world, my rules, my noose, my world, my rules, fuck you, my world, my rules, my noose, my world, my rules, fuck you. When anyone ever tells you that you don't understand, just ask yourself if that person feels lonely. Because when people talk, they speak the truth. They say how it is to them at that time. Which means that if they say no one could ever understand, then that is true. There is no way we can understand. 
And even if we're open, even if we're trying to say, now tell me, let me listen. Describe it to me. I'm here for you. I'm here to help you. Even that sometimes is hopeless. Even that is not enough. And it really is an impossible conundrum. It's impossible to undo. Because it's a contradiction. It's full of contradictions. And you notice that even in this song, and this cry of hopelessness, of suicide, even in this exact same song, There can't help but be hope. There can't help but be insight. Because he says, fight for your honesty. Fight for integrity. And that is really a positive thing. That is something that can be done. That is something that can be used to dig your way out of hopelessness. Can be used to find a common understanding and to not be so alone. And there really is no, for someone who feels completely shut off from the world, and their only hope, their only sense of what can I do, is gone. And we must understand. That there is no hope for that person. And in that understanding, even when that understanding has been reached, the door opens. Because the first step to understanding is understanding that you don't understand. And from there, New understandings can be born. New things can open. So let me read some lyrics from one more song by Mudvayne. This is one of my favorite songs, and it's one of their real iconic songs. If you listen to them, it's, it's one that they always play, and they're probably most well known for. And this has a little bit of everything in it, so that's why I like it. And it's called Dig. Dig, bury me underneath everything that I am rearranging. Dig, bury me underneath everything that I was slowly changing. I would love to beat the face of any motherfuckers that's thinking they can change me. White knuckles, grip pushing through for the gold. If you want a piece of me, I broke the motherfucking mold. I'm drowning in your wake. Shit rubbed in my face. Teeth on concrete. Gums bleeding. Dig. Bury me underneath. Everything that I am. Rearranging. Dig. Bury me underneath. Everything that I was. Slowly changing. I struggle in violated space, 
sell-out motherfuckers in the biz that try to fuck me. Hang from their tees, rated PG Insight. I ain't selling my soul when there's nothing to buy. I'm livid in my space, pissing in my face. Fuck you while you try to fuck me. Dig. Bury me underneath everything that I am. Rearranging. Dig. Bury me underneath everything that I was. You ain't fucking changing me. Let me help you tie the rope around your neck. Let me help to talk you the wrong way off the ledge. Let me help you hold the glock against your head. Let me help you tie the rope around your neck. Let me help to talk you the wrong way off the ledge. Let me help you hold the glock against your head. Let me help to chain the weight onto your legs. Get off the plank, fuck. Dig. Bury me underneath everything that I am. Rearranging. Dig. Bury me underneath everything that I was. Slowly changing. Wish you were committing suicide. Sucking on a motherfucking tailpipe. Dead man walking on a tightrope. Limbless in the middle of a channel. Bombs away. Have you ever felt that someone has held something against you which you'd done in the past, which you had moved on from, and yet somehow they still had it in them that you had done this thing and it was affecting how you were relating now? I think that's quite common in relationships. I think that comes up many times when people are interacting on a medium to long-term basis. Because we all walk around with this thing of, oh, this person is like this and this person is like this. And we collect these comments and these situations and these gestures and these conversations and all sorts of things to build up this picture of someone. And it can be that in that complex process, a person gets a bad image of you. And of course, you might be bad. There might have been things which you've done, which you're not proud of, or you've since learnt from, or maybe you haven't learned from them and you just don't give a fuck. And that's who you are. And yet this person is holding this picture and they're building this picture and they're really clinging to it. And it's jarring against you. And you sort of just have to think, look, you're burying me under what I was. And that's something that comes to mind when I listen to this song. Dig. Keep digging and bury me under everything that I was. Slowly changing, rearranging. And don't try to change me. Don't try to be the thing that 
Because because it's one thing to hold a picture against someone and to be stuck in that picture, and then it's another thing to try and change someone without them even asking to. And it's funny how the people that try and change you are the people that you disagree most with. The people that try and offer up advice are the ones that really don't get you. They really don't understand you. Or at least that's the sort of feeling I'm getting when I listen to this song. So Mudvayne is an incredible band. I love this band. And I've listened to them hundreds of times, thousands of times. And I just just love everything about the bass player and the drummer and I love their determination and the singer has a very, very wide range of beautiful vocal styles. And I'll quickly mention also the song Death Blooms because that's a very poetic tune which has some wonderful lyrics and it's also a very good song musically. It's actually got a whole bunch of different times and it's got different rhythms and melodies and breakdowns and these sorts of things. So there's a lot of if you if you really want to hear a lot of the the poetry of metal then you can hear the poetry of Mudvayne is is really it comes out quite a lot in the song Death Blooms. Let me just read a little bit because I'll read I'll read the last few moments of this song because it's really it's really quite poetic. So let me just read a little bit from this. Dark for fear of failure, and inner gloom as wide as an eye and fermenting, rolling hate, death grip in my veins, unveiling rancid petals, flowering forth foal nectar, the space between a blink and a tear, death blooms. So there's more in Mudvayne than we've spoken about today, and they have a wide range of emotions in their repertoire. Next, I'd like to talk about System of a Down. And of course, the thing that strikes me most about System of a Down is the vocalist. That old Serge Tankian. What a vocalist. And really, this band is... Well, they're a massive band. Huge band. One of the, the hu- biggest bands in metal. In American heavy metal. And they have the the whole grunge thing, but they also have the sort of gypsy thing and the sort of jazzy rhythms and the, the, the just very unique rhythms. Unlike and and really, it's 
There's two things that define a metal band for me. If you have to boil it down, it's the rhythmic profile and the vocalist profile. And System of a Down hit those two things unlike anyone else. So let me read you some of their lyrics. And of course, if you're a fan of System of a Down, then wow, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. It's particularly with the rhythm and the vocal styles. And there's, there's such a wide range of vocal styles. And it comes up particularly in this next song, which I'd like to read the lyrics for. And this is The Prison Song. They're trying to build a prison. They're trying to build a prison. Following the rights movements you clamped down on with iron fists, drugs became conveniently available for all the kids. Following the rights movements you clamped on with your iron fists, drugs became conveniently available for all the kids. I buy my crack, I smack my bitch right here in Hollywood. Nearly two million Americans are incarcerated in the prison system, prison system of the US. They're trying to build a prison. They're trying to build a prison for you and me to live in. Another prison system, another prison system for you and me. Minor drug offenders fill your prisons, you don't even flinch. All our taxes paying for your wars against the new non-rich. Minor drug offenders fill your prisons, you don't even flinch. All our taxes paying for your wars against the new non-rich. I buy my crack, I smack my bitch right here in Hollywood. The percentage of Americans in the prison system, prison system, has doubled since 1985. They're trying to build a prison, they're trying to build a prison. They're trying to build a prison, another prison for you and me. They're trying to build a prison, they're trying to build a prison for you and me. Oh baby, you and me. All research and successful drug policies show that treatment should be increased and law enforcement decreased while abolishing mandatory minimum sentences. All research and successful drug policies show that treatment should be increased and law enforcement decreased while abolishing mandatory minimum sentences. Utilizing drugs to pay for secret wars around the world, drugs are now your global policy, now you police the globe. I buy my crack, I smack my bitch right here in Hollywood. Drug money is used to rig elections and train brutal corporate sponsored dictators around the world. They're trying to build a prison, they're trying to build a prison. They're trying to build a prison for you and me. They're trying to build a prison for you and me. Oh, baby, you and me. The brilliancy of this song is that it connects the specific with the feeling. And the feeling is that of outrage. The feeling is that of, fuck this system. I'm powerless to do anything against this system. And this is my rage. This is my struggle against it. 
And these specific things, these references that he makes, that such as the prison system has doubled since 1985 and nearly 2% of Americans are in the prison system, these, these sorts of quotes make make it so specific and so real that it's, aha, I got you. But now remember, this is poetry. This is not an argument. So it's not like we can now sit down and say, well, actually, no, that statistic is wrong. Or can someone cross-reference that statistic? And where's your proof that there's secret wars around the world? Where's your proof that law enforcement has decreased? And actually, there's a whole bunch of complexes around the abolishing the mandatory minimum sentences. But this is not a discussion. This is not a debate. It's simple outrage. It's simple anger. It's simple fist pumping down with the system, which is what heavy metal is all about. And we need that. There is a very important place for that. Because in many ways we are powerless. There is only so much we can do to change the system. There is only so much that is within our control to be angry at and to have a response over. And is there some big conspiracy about, oh, the government wants to lock us all up and turn the country into a big prison? Well, no, not really. Not in the way that we imagine it. And I don't think that's what this song is really trying to say. A song is poetic. A song is generally, it's using specifics to point out a general attitude, a general feeling, a general emotion, a broad emotion which applies to so many things. And then on the other hand, well, you can say, well, it does, actually, it does look like they're trying to build a prison. Why are there more people in prison now than there were in the past by percentage? And that specific statistic, well, maybe that does point to a general attitude of the higher powers. So here's another song, which I like, by System of a Down. And this gets at so many different things. It gets at the individual, it gets at the collective... It gets at loneliness, it gets at our changing lives with technology. It gets at what knowledge means for us. It gets what mass media means for us, what information means for us. It gets at what truth is. And it gets at a hopelessness. It gets at what should we do as individuals? What can we do? Now that we realize we're in this machine, we're in this web of things we can't change, 
Well, let's let's see what what sort of response is this as a song? What is this song a response to? That's a good question. So this song, as I read the lyrics, ask yourself, when is it appropriate to have this response? And this song is called, by System of a Down, Attack. Breathing each other's lives, holding this in mind, that if we fall, we all fall, and we fall alone. The cold insincerity of steel machines have consumed our euphoria, transforming us into muted dreams, dreaming of the day that we attack. Attack, attack, your fetal servitude. We attack, attack, attack with pesticide. We attack all the years of propaganda. We shall attack. Books illustrate what we already know. Candles cry towards the sky. Racing your flags along polluted coasts. Dreaming of that day that we attack. Attack, attack your fetal servitude. We attack, attack, attack with pesticide. We attack all the years of propaganda. We shall attack. Breathing each other's lives. Holding this in mind. That if we fall, we all fall. And we all fall alone. Breathing each other's lives, holding this in mind, that if we fall, we all fall, and we fall alone. What's the philosophy of displaced minds, the bombing of all homes and villages? Truth is the only sword bleeding minds, bleeding till the day that we attack. We attack, attack, attack your fetal servitude. We attack, attack, attack with pesticide. We attack all the years of propaganda. We shall attack. Attack all the homes and villages. Attack all the schools and hospitals. You shall attack all the rapes and pillages. We shall attack. We shall attack. Another song from System of a Down, which is less of a iron-pumping song and less of a action, call-to-arms kind of song. This song gets at the more subtle, dreamy sort of relationship that we have to the world and to life and also to each other. And I get this sense in System of a Down, more, more on the Surge Tankian side, and if you realise, if you know a bit about what Surge went off and did after he'd been finished with System of a Down, you can see his values, his world values and his perspective 
coming through more in his solo work. And that work is more about global awareness. It's about the environment. It's about what can we do between each other and together as a family, as a global family. So there's a little bit less of the outrage. There's still outrage there, but there's a there's a yearning. See, there, there's a there's a point where where outrage and the fist pumping turns into a, a cry for help. And it's a it's a yearning. It's a painful yearning. It's a please help. So that merging from outrage to yearning is very subtle and you find it in this material you find it in system of a down that's one of their emotional flicks or their their switches and so this song really starts to go more towards that yearning side the emotional side the the existential meets our relationships with each other and with the world and with the environment. And we get away from the anger at the government or the system. So this is the song Aerials by System of a Down. Life is a waterfall. Where one in the river and one again after the fall. Swimming through the void, we hear the word. We lose ourselves, but we find it all. Because we are the ones that want to play and always want to go, but you never want to stay. And we are the ones that want to choose. Always want to play, but you never want to lose. Aerials in the sky. When you lose small mind, you free your life. Life is a waterfall. We drink from the river. Then we turn around and put up our walls. Swimming through the void, we hear the word. We lose ourselves, but we find it all. Because we are the ones that want to play. Always want to go, but you never want to stay. And we are the ones that want to choose. Always want to play, but you never want to lose. Aerials in the sky. When you lose small mind, you free your life. Aerials so up high. When you free your eyes, eternal prize. Aerials in the sky. When you lose small mind, you free your life. Aerials so up high. When you free your eyes, eternal prize.
There's a yearning in this song to lose small mind, which means to expand your perspective, see what's happening in the world. Don't be so caught up in your petty pains. Don't be caught up so much in your petty ideologies. And when you free your eyes, when you can really see what's happening, when you free your eyes, he sings, eternal prize. So there is a subtle positive hope in this song. It's very subtle. Life is a waterfall where one in the river and one again after the fall. And that is a very beautiful picture. That is very poetic. Can you understand? Can you see how life flows like that? We start as the river flowing across the riverbanks, the stones, through the forest, across the land. And somehow... That can be quite peaceful. (laughs) That can be a very calm river as compared to what's coming, which is the fall. And when water goes over a waterfall, it smashes into a thousand pieces. It sprays all over the place. And waterfalls are quite dangerous. You don't want to be falling off those things. And then at the bottom, things come together and the river continues and things continue on. And that really is a perfect metaphor for what life is like. And really just contemplating that image and thinking through that image and what that means for us and our environment and our systems can bring so much, can bring so much big mind. If we lose small mind, well, that means we need big mind. We need to expand our thoughts, our understandings, our vision. We need to free our eyes. So there is a hope in this song. And now we come to a band, which really is a cut above the rest. And of course, every band has their own sounds and its own appeal. But this band is a cut above the rest in its complexity. And I mean its musical complexity as well as its poetic content, its poetical metaphorical, lyrical complexity. And this band is Meshuggah. And Meshuggah really is one of my favorites. I've listened to them so much. I've listened to them so many times. I remember I got the album Obzen. And as soon as I got it, I listened to it three times in a row. And then I made a habit of it. I was listening to it three times. And I, and I mean listening as in sit down and just listen to it. Nothing else. And of course, there have been times when I've 
had this band just on repeat in my car for months on end. So this really is one of my favorite bands, Meshuggah. They're a Swedish band. They're the only non-American band that we're we're talking about today, I realized. (laughs) But that's just how it turns out because, hey, I'm just choosing who I like. It doesn't matter where the band comes from. I just like the music. And, And they really are amazing because they worked out this incredible thing, which is they do groupings odd time signature groupings in these little cell phrases, these rhythmic cells, and then they repeat them at a certain amount of time, but then to make up the 4-4 or the four bars of regular time, the, the cell is cut or broken, which means that you, you get onto this pattern and this pattern is going and then just when you think you've understood the pattern, it changes or it cuts short or it bring it jars you. And that gives this it get that gives the music this really powerful forward momentum, this really jarring rhythm, because underneath underneath all the very complex rhythms, there's this deep pulse. There's this continuous pulse. And of course they've got the baritone guitars as well. So they've taken tuning down to, to a whole new level and the bass sound is very different. And, I'll, and tuning down, the, the, the 90s was really when tuning down on the guitar and having different strings and different tunings was being explored a lot. And System of a Down do it. And, well, all these bands in some way do it. But Meshuggah, they have their own custom guitars and they had their own baritone guitars with that very low sound and that very clean sound. If you listen to the the distortion effects on an album like Obzen, it really is so clean. It's so amazing. I have not heard something, sonically speaking, that clean in metal. And now, well, now we've got the modern era. So... Every dog and his man has a baritone guitar. But Meshuggah were pioneers in many regards. Rhythmically and in terms of their instruments. And they're one of my favorites. I just love them. It's just amazing music. It really gets me going. So... The lyrical content of Meshuggah is very different to these other metal bands because it's not explicit, it's implicit. And it's also moving towards the existential side, this idea of existential angst. So it's one thing to be angry at the government. It's another thing to be angry at existence your place in the cosmos. This whole thing we call life, this whole game we call life, how do you square that? Reality itself, what is reality? How can we know reality? And really, in some ways, we can't know reality. So let me read some lyrics from... Meshuggah, or Meshuggah, I don't know how you pronounce it. I think it's, I think it's pronounced Meshuggah, which is, what is Meshuggah? Is that Russian? 
for crazy. I think it's Russian, a Russian word. But anyway, sounds good. It's a good name for a band. It's a good band. So here we go for the lyrics. And this song is called Rational Gaze. Squint your eyes to see clearly. Blur reality to make it real. Let focus go from your deceiving eyes to know what's been concealed. We've all been blinded, subjects to visual misinformation, a systematic denial of the crystalline. Our light-induced image of truth filtered blank of its substance as our eyes won't adhere to intuitive lines, everything examined, separated, one thing at a time. The harder we stare, the more complete the disintegration. To see the fine grain, to read the hidden words, the context of parallel truth, Devoid of fragmentation. Eyes reopen, susceptible. Reasoning focalized. Receptors activated. Perspectives distorted. The ladder beyond our grasp. The twin headed serpent forever hidden. Where's the true knowledge? Where's engines of the sane and insane insanity merge? The clarity, the unity. Reality, untouchable, transparent, invisible to our eyes, fixed, restricted fields of vision. Existence taken for granted, absolute uncomprehended by our content minds. Possessed, owned, run, collected by the common sense infected rational gaze. Onward, forever we walk among the ignorant. Never stray from the common lines. It's possibly one of the most profound questions you can ask. It's possibly one of the deepest things that you can really wonder. Which is, how can I trust what I'm seeing? How can I know that's what is right before my face, right in front of my eyes, is really what I'm seeing. 
is reality right there. And in so many ways, and in so many answers to this question, what can we see? The answer is, well, we can't see. There is an ignorance there. And ignorance can mean so many things. Ignorance can mean a hopelessness. Ignorance can mean that we're delusional. Ignorance can mean many answers to the question of, is our perspective correct? Is a correct perspective in our grasp? And the common sense infected rational gaze is there. This song, Rational Gaze, is pointing out that this common sense, this unawareness of our ignorance is pervasive. It's all around. It's, it's right there. And it might be even right now. You're thinking, well, uh, what you see is what you get. What you see is what you believe. Seeing is believing. You know that old phrase? Well, in this song, Rational Gaze, seeing is not believing. There's, there's more to it. There's more complexity to it. There's different sides to seeing. Because reality is, as he says, untouchable, transparent, invisible to our fixed, restricted fields of vision. Is your vision malleable? Is your vision adaptable? And if it is, then that might mean that it's ungrounded. It might mean that there's no way you can reference your understanding to reality. How do you map that? How do you, how do you square those two things? What you see and your perspective. And if we take this as a sort of crude metaphor, let's say that your eyes or your face is like a camera. And your whole life you've been filming. And your memory is the video of that film, of whatever your face has been fa- pointed at, then each image and each frame goes in, and then you've got a movie playing. Now, of course, you can't replay the whole movie because that would take real time. So you're going to edit the movie down, and there's going to be little summaries, and there's going to be scenes that come up in, in short form. But even that crude metaphor, that sort of little uh, example there, that thought experiment there, that, that doesn't work. That doesn't fit with what we see in reality. Because sometimes the picture isn't so clear. Is, is what's right in front of you now, is it clear? Can you see clearly? And if you answer yes straight away, 
well, then that's just the that that is exactly the com that is the common sense, rational gaze that this song is talking about. It's the accepting, just on face value, how vision is. And on the other side of it, if you actually sit and you look, and you do use your eyes to, and and you take time to answer this question, is what's in front of you right now clear? then you can see there are blurred parts. There are things that you're not focused on. And there are things that, well, if I closed my eyes, if I, if I look for a minute and then I close my eyes and then I say, well, how clear is the imagination of what your eyes are, have just been looked at or looking at a few moments ago, then that difference should show you something. That should show you the impression that reality is making on you or how clear or the nature of your sight. And there's a vast ignorance there. And this song so beautifully deals with those. And it doesn't come up to answers to the questions. It doesn't offer a solution. And in a sense, this is nihilistic music because it sets up a problem and then doesn't give a solution. And for me, well, there are solutions. There are answers to these lines of inquiries. There are journeys that you can go on which bring you full circle from ignorance to understanding and back again. So it's dark music, and the lyrics reflect that. And there's insight there. It's poetic insight. But with all nihilism, as, as with all nihilism, it's incomplete. It's not the full, it's not the full perspective. But we're, we're zooming in at the moment. We've zoomed into a detail. We're, very, we're going very microscopic today. We're going very specialized today. We're really honing in on this this one thing. And this song, Rational Gaze, is, is just deep. It's really deep. So I'd like to read the lyrics from a song from the album, Obzen. And this album, well, it's titled... Ob Zen. So Zen, as in Zen Buddhism or Zen meditation. And then Ob, as a prefix, means anti or against or not working. So you would think that their statement here is that our peace has been ruined. There is nowhere to find hope in peace. There is nowhere to find hope in our religions, in our meditation. And if you look at the album cover, it's actually a a man with and he's sitting in a meditative posture. He's actually sitting in full lotus. 
and he's got his arms, his fingers in the gestures of the the meditative, contemplative monk. But there's an extra detail, which is that his hands are covered in blood. And it's a very powerful album cover. It's a... It's a statement that, well, actually not all is well. And it's one thing to say, well, go off and meditate and be blissful and have these wonderful feelings and then be quiet. But here they're saying, well, there's something wrong with that. There's something you're not dealing with. And that is the state of pain. The state of chaos, the state of ignorance. You must deal with nihilism. You must deal with the darkness of the human condition. And it's not enough to just go away and sit on a meditation stool. Because you might be quiet, but there's blood on your hands. There is violence in the religions. That is why this image of the monk with the blood on his hands is so powerful and it's very jarring. That album cover was uh, censored in some countries and many of the mer- a lot of the merchandise for Mushuga was censored and actually toned down. And there's two versions of that. There's a few different versions of merchandise that they did because the image was so striking and such a powerful statement. And they're a pretty modern band. You'd think, you'd think that, uh, well, I mean, every, every metal band has the, the shock effect in some way. And it's harder to do that. You, you've got to remember that in the, I, I don't know when Obzian came out. I think it came out in the noughties. But the shock of making a bold statement was even more powerful back in the 90s. And nowadays there's a lot a lot of different ups and downs about outrage culture, but this image was very powerful in its day and even even now. So this was released in Obzen was released in 2008. So it's only 12 years ago or so, but a lot has changed since then. Metal has changed since then. And music and and nihilism, the culture of nihilism has changed since then. And how people comment on the darkness of Zen or the dark side of humanity has also changed. So let me read some lyrics. This is from the album Obzen, and this is the song Electric Red. Humanity peeled from our bones, deprived of integruments that make us real, shadows of flesh. To maintain the system, our own blood splashes as we kneel. So meticulously machined 
into these obedient devices, puppets fine-tuned, submissive drones, replicas of each other, clones. Where dormant accumulations of flesh in a crimson-filtered twilight, mute witnesses to the game, wrenches to keep the bolts of lies tight. Where the fabric concealing the stains, the red, tainted existence, the gullibles to bless your sins away, rags to wipe your blooded trails. We give in to the atrophy, to the twinning of self-thought knowledge, the purpose of the human mind revealed, everlasting ignorance realized. The scarlet flood inundates our powerless thoughts, defenseless minds with lies overfed. Every thought stained, defiled, painted the colour, the shade of electric red. Ignorance really is something that is hopeless. And ignorance is an epistemic issue. And it's not going away. Like nihilism, it's not going away. There are always going to be new people coming through. This world is always going to be changing. And every individual has to learn for themselves. Every individual has to expand for themselves. And in this song, they express how hopeless it is. Self-thought knowledge. How far can the human mind go? Do we really just have everlasting ignorance? And there is this thing of, I find this in the metal bands, which is how I listen to them today, which is they pose a question or they pose a statement which forces you to give an answer. And for someone who is in their nihilism and they are in their hopelessness, well, then I think a lot of the time, these statements, they agree with them. And they are real to them and it does happen out the way they say it does. And that's why so many people relate to this music. But then there's the other side, which is that you can disagree with them in the sense that that was the effect that they wanted you to have. Because the writer of this poetry, the creators of this music, they at least know, they do know what's going on to some extent. 
It's almost like the the old reverse psychology thing, like, oh, oh, you're ignorant and you'll always be ignorant. And someone says that to you, you say, well, no, I'm not, I'm not ignorant. I'm actually very smart. No, no, come on, test me. No, okay, I'm going to read books. Okay, I'll get a good, I'll get a good perspective. No, I will. I really will. I'll become smart. I promise. Let I, I'll learn about politics. I'll be good for the environment. No, I really will. No, <laughs> I'm making it into a bit of a joke, of course, but that's all right. <laughs> that's all right for now. I feel like a bit of a joke at the moment. So much seriousness in these lyrics that I, I have to have a laugh every now and then. But the reverse psychology, see, that, see, that's what's happening. And in a sense, if you look at it that way, it's a very positive message. Because these bands, these musicians are drawing something to our attention. And it's up to us, well, it's forcing a response. When you have a very bold statement, it forces a response. It makes you have some sort of reaction. It makes you stand your ground. And that's, that's really what this, this powerful declaring. You notice that a lot of these lyrics, all these lyrics, they're, they're not questions. They're statements. It's we are, we are, this is what is. This is what happens. They're, they're bold, they're, they're gross. They're very real, they're tangible, they're hard. And when you come up against something like that, well, you have to deal with it. It really forces something, it forces a, a response. So there's one more part of Meshuggah that I like to share. And there's a lot in their lyrics. They really are deep lyrics and there's so much to choose from. But I thought I would wrap up this chapter of Meshuggah with probably the most esoteric album that they have. And that is Catch 33. So I'll read a little bit from Catch 33 and just sit and listen and see what your response with is with this because it's very poetic. There's no ABC purpose or meaning behind these lyrics. It's poetry. So this is from Catch 33 by Meshuggah. Reaching for the inner bright, the very essence sun of my dreaming bliss, guided by a fear blinded outside all shades of the perfect black. The scattered jigsaw of my redemption laid out before my eyes, each piece as armorous as the other, each piece in its lack of shape a lie. Me, 
the paragon of fear, an immobile skin of tangled nerves exposed, hastily crawling my way into the darkness of my inner scenes of torture. I stay my breath to escape this slavery. I stay my breath to reawaken and face it on call. The struggle to free myself of restraints becomes my very shackles. And now we come to the one metal band that I have listened to most in my life. And that, of course, is Slipknot. Wow, what a band. And Slipknot now is very different to the Slipknot it was back in the day. This band has changed a lot. It's evolved a lot. And... They've expressed so much of the nihilist meme, of the anguish, of the pain, of the hate, of the gnashing of the teeth, of violence. They've done all of that. And it's so funny for me, it's quite strange for me to notice now that they're actually even moving into some positive things. Their most recent things have this sense of upliftingness, of I will do the right thing, I will fight for myself, still with a sense of aggression, still with a very passionate, cathartic kind of tone to it, but not like it was back in the day, not like it was back on that first album or that second album, and even on the third album. On the third album, they became more tender, and they had more of the softness and the vulnerability to them. But on those first few albums, it came out of that real, a real, like Corey Taylor, the lead singer, he's got this book. He's got his book, Seven Deadly Sins. And this is, if you want to know what the red meme is on Spiral Dynamics, what is the passion meme? What is the... What is the emotion meme in psychological development? Read this book. Well, you know, <laughs> in a sense, I can't recommend this book. There's something, there's something stopping me from, <laughs> from recommending this book because it's so, it's so bad. It's so bad. He's just selfish. He's greedy. He's, he's blunt, he's rude, he's violent, he's vicious, he's staunch in so many ways. He really is, he really is the man that you see. Like Corey Taylor, he, he is what he puts out and that's how he carries so much of the, of the Slipknot and it, like, that's why he brings so much to Slipknot and, 
And in music, there's there's always this thing of it's a performance. There's always this thing of, oh, it's just a big act. Are they just acting? Are they just doing it? Are they just putting it on? Because, of course, when they put on the act, there's this huge reward for them. They get all this money and they get these screaming fans. They get the rock star lifestyle. So there is always this thing of, oh, is it real to them? No one wants to no one wants to see an actor. Everyone wants to see an artist that is really expressing what's real and it's real to them. And there's an art to that. There's an art to the art in a sense. And if you read Seven Deadly Sins, actually, you know what? I don't recommend you read it because it's just it, that would be too much effort to to learn what the red meme is. You don't need to go to that extent. <laughs> so don't read Corey Taylor's book about the selfish, self-centered uh, rock star lifestyle. And just learn about the red meme. You can learn enough just by by listening to the music, by seeing the performance. And wow, there's so much in this band. There's so many things. And the and the thing about those earlier albums is they carried that pain so well because it was so real. It was raw. That's a good way to put it. I like this word, raw. It gets a bit hard when... It it, it gets a bit hard to say, oh, isn't life terrible and my life is so terrible and everything's so painful. There's a certain point in your career where that becomes very difficult to do because you've got millions of dollars, you've got screaming fans, you've been around the world, you've had this massively colorful life, the rock star life, and you've been through your rehab, you've had all your therapy, you've got all this attention, all this stuff, you've just had... It, 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 there, there, there is a certain point. <laughs> I mean... I I am actually wondering in the case of Corey Taylor if he's realized how privileged he is yet. <laughs> but I, I'm I'm intuiting that there must be a point in the rock star lifestyle where they think, wow, I've had an amazing life. I've had such a wonderful life, even with all the darkness. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't follow Slipknot anymore, so I only know very little bits about their their recent stuff and and this is a side tangent but it was it really Slipknot died when Joey left the band and I mean Paul the bass player died sure yeah but the 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 drummer Joey he was so much a part of the the composing process and his style of drumming there was no one else like Joey you can't there was no way you could replace Joey so I guess it's Slipknot version 1 and Slipknot version 2. That's probably how they talk about it. And I'm really, I was really in love with Slipknot version 1. And that was the first three albums in my books. So here we go for some lyrics by Slipknot. I'm going to read them for you. And the song I'd like to read is people equals shit. 
Have you ever felt that? Is there something you can relate to in that? Now, of course, as a world perspective, as an underlying assumption about all people in life, people equals shit is not going to get you far in life. It's going to be a very jarring kind of relationships. It's a very jarring, it's very painful and lonely assumption to have about people. So as a general statement, I do not recommend this. But as an expression of a part of the human condition, specifically nihilism and the dark side of the human condition, then this statement serves well. This statement must be understood. And I'm sure in some way you've felt this and you can relate to this. And the irony is that if you can say people equals shit, then you can feel strongly about people. If you don't relate to this, here's a hypothesis for you. If you don't relate to this statement or you can't in some way see how it fits into all that's happening in life, then it might be that you just don't feel that strongly about people. It might be that you just have an apathy, like, uh, uh, that I don't care, or whatever. Or, yep, no, just everything's normal. Just, oh, whatever, I don't think about that. No, I don't do that. No, I don't feel that way. This sort of attitude. And if that's your case, maybe you need to listen to some heavy metal music and realize that when they express it, these artists that express it they really mean it they really do that's the that's the shocking thing and they really feel it and they carry it off because it's real to them and they do it in these stadiums where there are thousands of people singing along and those people really mean it so consider that while i read the lyrics for the song titled People Equals Shit by Slipknot. Here we go again, motherfucker. Come on down and see the idiot right here. Too fucked to beg and not afraid to care. What's the matter with calamity anyway, right? Get the fuck out of my face. Understand that I can't feel anything. It isn't like I want to sift through the decay. I feel like a wound, like I got a fucking gun against my head. When you're living, I'm dead. One more time, motherfucker. Everybody hates me now, so fuck it. Blood's on my face and my hands, and I don't know why. I'm not afraid to cry, but that's none of your business. Whose life is it? Get it? See it? Feel it, eat it, spin it around so I can spit in its face. I want to leave without a trace, because I don't want to die in this place. People equals shit. People equals shit. People equals shit. What you gonna do? People equals shit, because I'm not afraid of you. 
people equals shit. I'm everything you'll ever be. People ever people equals shit. It never stops. You can't be everything to everyone. Contagion. Contagion. I'm sitting on the side of Satan. What do you want from me? They never told me the failure I was meant to be. Overdo it. Don't tell me you blew it. Stop your bitching and fight your way through it. I'm not like you. I just fuck up. Come on, motherfucker. Everybody has to die. Come on, motherfucker. Everybody has to die. People equals shit. People equals shit. People equals shit. What you gonna do? People equals shit, because I'm not afraid of you. People equals shit. I'm everything you'll ever be. People equals shit. Good nihilism is full of contradictions. Good nihilism is a ball of tangles, in and out, clashing, sighs, hitting, pushing against each other. And in this song, it is just full of contradictions. And I realize that's a bit of a, <laughs> is it a, what do you call a tautology? A contradiction? Good nihilism? <laughs> you heard it here first on the Andrew Lake podcast. Good nihilism. <laughs> but just look at this song, People Equals Shit, and look at all the the contradictions. Like, like, I'm not afraid of you, but get the fuck out of my face. Or you can't be everything to everyone, and yet... I'm everything you'll ever be and understand that I can't feel anything. And yet he's got this yearning, this, this biting, this hating. Hate is a pretty strong feeling. Like to say I can't feel anything. Well, that's, that rules out hate. If you, if you hate and you really feel like people equals shit, you really are deep in your nihilism. Well, you actually feel a lot. And I can sort of hear the, the psych, psychological therapist knocking on the door. And this therapist walks in and says, Well, actually, no, Dosta. The nihilist is the nihilist because they're not feeling their emotions properly. And if they could just feel them fully without denying them, then they would be able to move through them or something like that. And I would say... Thank you, Mr. Psychologist, but then we wouldn't have wonderful, beautiful songs like People Equals Shit. <laughs> I don't know if this is really... Is this the picture? I mean, what is what kind of picture? You see, there's... My picture is it's contradictions within contradictions within context in relation to a larger context which can be seen from multiple angles. And so from one point, there is a great pain. From one angle, people really do equals shit. People are fucked. Come on down and see the idiots right here. What an opening. Come on down and see the idiot right here. You know how many idiots there are in this world? You know how infuriating they are and how little time I have for them. 
That's why I'm not naming them. I'm not going to name them. I'm not going to untangle them. I'm not going to argue with them. I'm going to listen to this song and feel it. I'm going to listen to this song and just think about you. (laughs) And what an amazing opening of just come and see these idiots. Look at this place. And yet all this is it's just one part. You, you you can now I can now shrink all this into the size of the palm of my hand. So much so that I can laugh about it. And I can be entertained about it and I can enjoy it. And I can understand that it's a part of the human condition. So there's something in see when you're in it you you don't want to collapse the meaning. You don't want to have someone come along and say, like, the last thing you want to hear when you're a Slipknot fan is someone to come along and say, well, well, actually, you know, Corey Taylor has millions of dollars and all these beautiful women and he's been around the world and he's got this great life and he doesn't really mean it. And it's just a song that he's put together so that he can sell records. That's the last thing you want to hear because you think, no, 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 it is real. It is actually real. But the other side of this is that you can say, well, that doesn't matter. And if, even if the meaning has changed for me over the years and how I experienced this song has changed over the years, it doesn't matter because I can still go back into that. But I go back into it with a different awareness because I have bigger contexts. I have a bigger perspective. I understand how this is only one very small piece of the puzzle. And an important piece. So here we go for another song by Slipknot. And this is from the third album, Volume 3, The Subliminal Verses. And this song is called Three nil chaos it's just the beginning every promise i've made i'm resenting sent a mass in the middle of the monster i'm getting tired of drowning the constant cry for help it's debatable The only reason that you love me is I'm hated by all. Come on, come see dysfunction. I guess we're going to leave it open for discussion. Who am I? And where am I going? Maybe I'm looking in the wrong direction. Maybe I'm looking for any direction. This is not my war. This is not my fight. This is something more. This is not my life. This is not my revolution. This is not my convolution. This is not my expectation. This is not my desperation. Hold up scarred and tamed for the hell of it. Look at me. I am the glorified architect. Save me, save this. All I gotta do is give up and all is forgiven. I am sick of being the butt of a cosmic joke and I don't get the punchline. A million people lined up for miles to see the great big mouth shut up and apologize. 
This is not my war. This is not my fight. This is something more. This is not my life. This is not my revolution. This is not my convolution. This is not my only reason to question why today I said goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, I didn't need to leave to stay right here. Today I'll say goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, I didn't need to leave to stay right here. Today I'll say goodbye. I'm the pariah. Break me. I am the liar. Save me. I can take anything. Make me. Accuse me of everything. Take me. Cut off the system. Shape me. Deny my existence. Waste me. I won't be afraid. Try me. I won't be unmade. Deny me. So come on. Break it off. Come on. Buy the lie. Come on, come on. Say it, say it. Say goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, I didn't need to leave to stay right here. Today I'll say goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, I didn't need to leave to stay right here. Today I'll say goodbye. So when you consider this meme or this characteristic of nihilism, which is contradictions within contradictions, then you see it so beautifully in this song. And there's so much uneasiness. There's so much unsureness right next to these definitive statements. Right next to these bold statements. And you notice something that appears right in the middle of this song. In some ways, it's right in the climax. And it is a Zen koan. And it's one of the oldest and most powerful Zen koans. And it's thousands of years old. And in many ancient Traditions or religious traditions, particularly from the East, Taoism, Hinduism, Buddhism, this question is really central. It really comes back to this question. This, this, this question, this koan that comes up is foundational to them all. And it's really foundational to so many philosophies of life. And approaches to life. And what is, the, what is the Zen koan? What is this koan that somehow appears in a nihilistic heavy metal band from America in 2007? How does it end up here? And what is the koan? Of course. What is it? What does he say? He says... Who am I? And in those three words, in that short little question, is the whole opening of 
identity and what it means to be alive in existence and in reality. And of course, the way that it's, the words that it's surrounded by, he expresses very well who he is. There's a cry for help, there's chaos, there's anger, there's denial of so many things, and it's all put into the negative. This is not my war, not my fight, not my revolution, not my desperation. And you notice even within that, even, even in something that is appeared to be so negative, this is not my desperation. There's something strangely like a reversal of that, which is, well, so you're not desperate. And it's so strange how these contradictions come up. And I have no idea if Corey Taylor knew that this, this question, who am I, is a classic Zen koan. I don't know how his, <laughs> his knowledge of the world religions is. Probably, I mean, I'm sure he, he's a smart guy, but he's not about to, uh, he's not about to write a book about it. <laughs> I don't know. No, nothing's coming. Nothing's, let, let's just leave that alone. Let's just move on with what we've got. <laughs> I'll share one more song from Slipknot. And, then, and, and there is a lot in Slipknot. And it's really the, the personal anguish is the staple of Slipknot. It's me. I. I am this. I do this. I have this. I feel this. Me. So it's very... It's the individual, it's the romantic meme. It's very much in his own personal experience when he's singing, Corey Taylor or whoever the lyricist is. And that's different to Meshuggah, of course, because Meshuggah is much more existential and poetic. If you look at those lyrics in Meshuggah, he's not saying so much me, my, myself, so much. There's not as much referral to that. And then in system of a down, well, then it's more at the system. It's not existential and it's not fairy and it's not so much personal. It's more in a different area of collectiveness. It's, 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 so, it's so tricky to put them together. It's so tricky to really compare. Like, I don't, I don't know if we can go off too much into a tangent on comparing the lyrics of the bands, but Generally speaking, we can say that Slipknot is person-centered. It's the romantic meme. So, this is the last song I'll share from Slipknot. And this is Danger, Keep Away. We too feel alone. We too feel alone. That place in my mind is that space that you call mine. That place in my mind 
is that space that you call mine. Where have I been all this time? Lost in sliding, fatal decline. I've been waiting for this to unfold. The pieces are only as good as the whole. Severed myself from my old life. Cut off the only thing that was bright. What if I never saw you again? I'd die right next to you in the end. That place in my mind is that space that you call mine. That place in my mind is that space that you call mine. I won't let you walk away without hearing what I have to say. Without hearing what I have to say. Without hearing what I have to say. And that is the last song. It's the last few moments on the album Volume 3. And it's quite a tender moment. It's quite a vulnerable moment. It's a very spacious sound and very soft sound. It's a very beautiful melody that he puts to this lyrics and I have done a full album review on volume 3 it's one of the more popular episodes on this channel so if you'd like to know more about my opinions and my experiences of that album then you can listen to that and even in that, the funny thing is that even in that, what I say there, my ideas have changed, my experiences have changed. So that's the nature of talking something into a record or making a statement in time. It's that, well, time and experience are flowing and changing. So if you want to hear, <laughs> if you want to hear my experiences of that album in a time and place which is now different to where I am you can listen to that episode is what I should technically say but I don't think it's that dramatically different it's it's yeah there are some things on there and now we come to Machine Head. And of course, we've saved the best till last. And I really was so shocked to 
read the lyrics of these songs. Because out of all the bands we've talked about so far, it seemed that in these Machine Head songs, they had the biggest difference between what it was like to listen to the lyrics and what it was like to read them. And Machine Head is also, it's slightly older than these I think I think most of these bands because it was early 90s and they're really pioneers in the in the thrash metal. I guess you call it thrash metal or I don't know. I don't know my subgenres that well. How you want to categorize it? It's not exactly new metal or grunge. And if we're talking about genres, we get into hair splitting, but Machine Head is Machine Head and they're they're pioneers. They are the ones that really set a lot of the sounds out for the bands that came to follow. And and they really are different. And I was so amazed to read these lyrics and to see, to, to find an explicit positive message. And it's actually positive. It's actually real and it's at the front of, of the lyrics. It's not implied between contradictions. There's no need to do a complex backflip or a reversal to get the positive message out of it. No, it's actually for, at the forefront of it. It's plain and simple. And that's what makes this band, that's what makes these lyrics that I'm about to read for you so different. And if you look at if you look at metal, if you look at it like an outsider, say you're not a metal fan. Say you're not a he- you don't like heavy metal and you try and say, well, well what is heavy metal? Okay, well it's very loud. It's loud music. And the guitars have this really distorted sound. They have distortion on them. So it's really rough sounding. And the drums are really hitting hard and they're playing very fast. And it's very complicated. And the singer is screaming. The singer is growling. And I can't understand what he's saying. <laughs> that's, what, that's what metal heads, that's what the non-metal heads say. I, I can't understand what he's saying, but really the metal heads say, well, actually, if you listen, you can. <laughs> he is saying those lyrics. And if you look at it and then you say, well, look at a concert and they're all... They're all black and they're all dark and it's at night time and the lighting's really low and some, some bands have these masks on, all these elaborate suits and costumes and makeup and all these banners and, and there's fireworks and it's really dark. It's really, it's just dark. It's just the darkness. It's the negativity. And you say there's so much negativity and it's just... Why is it so good, good, you know, rah, 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 rah all the time? Why does heavy metal have to be like that? And I don't like it because it's so aggressive. But actually, if you dig a little bit deeper and you see through the aesthetics, even in the darkest heavy metal band, darkest sounding heavy metal band such as Machine Head there is a light there is a positivity 
So imagine the stage of darkness and aggression. And now I'm going to read these lyrics. And if you know these songs, it, I, it was, it was a, like a, sort of like a double shock to me because I knew these songs. But then when I read the lyrics away from the music, it was still a revelation of how, how different the message is. So keep that in mind, and that's what I'd like to share about this as an introduction to some songs by Machine Head. And I'll start with Imperium, and Imperium is one of their iconic tunes. It really covers the full range of metal, and it's got the full range of sound. It's got breakdowns, it's got cross rhythms, it's got these breaks, it's got guitar solos, it's got these different interactions. So if you really if you want to know what 90s metal is in one song, Imperium fits that because it's got all of them. And it's this it's probably their most famous song. So here we go for Machine Head Imperium. Hear me now, bearing down upon a path we choose, chosen from the start living different rules, existence Something to cherish, true, will not succumb to doubts that I hold on to. Release the fear of my pain. In so much pain, give me the will to fight every obstacle that I have inside. Release the fear and hear me now. Words I vow. No fucking regrets. Fuck these chains. No goddamn slave. I will be different. I'll stand here defiantly, my middle finger raised. Fuck you, prejudice. All my life, always I've felt alone, conditioned to believe that I'm always wrong. Only truth will help to set me free. My every weakness I must turn into strength. Every rage, every tear, hate in so much hate. Never that pain will bind me. Ask of myself if I've the will to unwind every rage and tear. Hear me now. Words I vow, no fucking regrets. Fuck these chains, no goddamn slave. I will be different. I stand here defiantly, my middle finger raised. Fuck your prejudice. Carved upon my stone, I will go on. Patience, belief. Love will ascend. Just listen to it. Voice so true, inside calling, 
to pick you up and march you on, keep from falling. Let go your sorrow, sun will shine, this I promise, rising tomorrow, rising. Hear me now, I'm taking back the control of my life, from society's hold I vow. No more will I be a slave, rise to challenge the whole human race. My spirit you cannot break, when we won't lose. And now I have a garbage truck outside my window. <laughs> so I hope that doesn't kill the mood, <laughs> which it probably does if you can hear it in the background. <laughs> but wow, this, this knocked me out of the park reading this. Whoa, this translates so amazingly into poetry. And it's almost like, it's almost like a prayer. I will not succumb. Give me the will to fight. Words I vow. My every weakness I must turn into. It's such a beautiful picture. It's so optimistic. And so heartfelt. I could actually feel the words churning in me. I almost... Uh, it, it's... I think of all the ones we've read today so far, the ones we've been through today so far, this has been the one that's translated best into poetry. The other, the, all the other lyrics so far, I think they've, they, they miss something without the music. They miss something without that expression, without that aesthetic. But these, these words here, they, they could almost be said like a prayer. They could almost be said like, I'm talking, not, not necessarily a prayer to God, but I mean the essence of prayer, which is a, a calling out to existence, a calling out to something bigger. And when he says, hear me now, that's a very powerful statement. Hear me now. And he says it, and he follows it up with a very powerful essence, which is the human spirit, the human fight, the, the yearning for the beyond, the yearning to come through, let go of your sorrow. Sun will shine, this I promise. I'm taking back the control of my life. It's, it's so optimistic. It's so beautiful. And yet it's sung by this man in this growling voice and he's got these he's got tattoos all over him and he's got these big muscles and he's wearing leather and he's got his eyeliner on and his black hair and they all basically dress like that. All metal artists basically dress the same. It's like, well, why are you such a nihilist? Why are you so dark? Why are you so negative all the time? 
and so masculine, so much. Like, it's a, re- it's a real man's sport. Like, being a heavy metal, I mean, I know, <laughs> I know all the, uh, all the, um, what, what's that band? Arch Enemy? All the Arch Enemy fans are now saying, no, Dosta, it's, there's plenty of women in metal. And yes, there are plenty of women in metal. But generally speaking, if we're taking the, the masculine meme in its crudest sense, it's a man's sport. It's testosterone. It's uh, 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 uh. It's the gorilla. It's the gorilla fighter. And yet, when we read these lyrics, it's something so tender, so soft. He's saying, I felt alone. I've been conditioned to believe that I was wrong. Give me the will to fight every obstacle that I have inside me. Release the fear of pain. No regrets. Patience, belief, love will ascend. Sun will shine. And that is beautiful. That is a positive message. So let me read another one. And this one follows in the same vein as Imperium. And this song is called Wipe the Tears. Ask me how it feels to feel like you're a failure when everything that's real burns the flame in anger. I've heard it all before. I've felt some pain and more. More than you could ever dream. More than it possibly seems. I've sat with head in hand, stressed by my demands. Stomach tied in knots. Alone I've sat and rot. Cause the pain from all these fears has built up all these years. I'll wipe away the tears. Wipe away the tears. Don't give in. Don't give up. Walk the streets dejected. Alone and left rejected. Time does not care. And sometimes life ain't fair. My head begins to pound, smashing bottles on the ground. I've lived amongst the garbage with those who rape and carnage. Had many a promise broken and broken some myself. The promise I have kept alive is keep my inner wealth. With my heart aimed at the world, destiny I watch unfurl. I'll wipe away the tears. Wipe away the tears. Don't give in. Don't give up. Opportunities. Wasting life away. Choked upon its dust. Puked out in disgust. Let me tell you how it feels. To feel like you're a failure. Been climbing out this gutter. 
for what seems like it's forever. But one thing I must make clear, the struggle of all these years has made every scar the stronger, my lust for life the longer. I will fight for what I love, and I will fight for those I care. I will fight any time, and I will fight anywhere. With my heart aimed at the world, and destiny I watch unfurl, I'll wipe away the tears, wipe away the tears. Don't give in. Don't give up. And now I am literally wiping away the tears. <sighs> when someone makes a statement like that, there's, there's really no commentary that needs to be made. And I feel there's Nothing I really need to add, because these words speak for themselves. And even devoid of the music, even devoid of the aesthetics and the sound and the lights and the costumes, when it's just these words being spoken by someone totally different, in a totally different way, in a totally different context. There is a deep essence in them. There is a deep aliveness to them. It is... To be alive, to embrace all assets of experience. And that means the darkness as well as the light. And if you feel pain, if you feel hate, rage, anger, then actually in that is a great opportunity for you to burn bright. For you to really feel so much of what it means to be alive. If you can feel nihilism, and you can go into it and really embrace it, then that can be a way of awakening to the experience of reality.
to feeling more, to living more deeply. And there is a great positivity in the very depths of the darkest nihilism. Even in the most hopeless night, a light will come. And even those that have made a career out of nihilism can't hide that. Even those that are paid to be up on stage, to be negative, to be dark, can't stop that from coming through. And those that are really wise, like Rob Flynn of Machine Head, understand this and they craft their expressions to incorporate these emotional complexities. And that's why we glorify them. That's why we pay our money to go and see them. I did see Machine Head live. I saw them on a triple bill, actually with Arch Enemy. I saw Arch Enemy live, along with Trivium. So that was a good night. That was a very good night. And I've, I never got to sleep. I never got to see Slipknot. That's one big regret I had. I wish I had seen Slipknot when they were in the phase that they were, and I don't, I don't think my parents would have let me. <laughs> I think that's probably why I didn't go, is I wasn't allowed to listen to. I wasn't even allowed to listen to Slipknot. <laughs> but that's another story. Let's not make this about me. <laughs> and now that I'm talking about the bands I've seen, I'll probably, I'll do a quick mention of some of the other metal bands which I like which I haven't mentioned today. And that would be Trivium, particularly early Trivium, and then Shadows Fall. I guess they're a thrash band. And Slayer, Raining Blood, Linkin Park. I don't know if Linkin Park counts as metal. Early Linkin Park is sort of rocky, little bit of metal in there. And then Korn. So Korn were early new metal pioneers. And they were much more simple and much more raw in their expression. And then, of course, Metallica. Who doesn't like Metallica? Great metal band. And Dream Theater. Well, I spent a whole episode on Dream Theater as well. So you can listen to that if you're a Dream Theater fan. So those are some of the bands that I like, but the the ones I've mentioned here today, they're really the main ones, and they're the ones that I felt we could dig into the lyrics a bit more. And in the theme of going into darkness, I'll mention now that very soon we're going to start a new series. And this series will be poised at what it means to go into your being and embrace the things that went wrong and to confront regret and remorse and shame and to actually change 
and transmute these experiences into something positive. And it's going to be a live demonstration of an awareness technique. So that's something you have to look forward to coming up very soon on this channel. Probably by the time you hear this, it will already be out. And if you don't know what a live demonstration of an awareness technique is, I suggest you listen to the episode I did, which was titled Self-Talk Therapies and Awareness Techniques. And you can go from there. And I'll explain the series when it starts. So I just thought I'd quickly mention it now. So that's what's coming. There's, there's more to this. And really we're just understanding the cultural expression of nihilism here as it manifests itself in heavy metal, which is only one of the manifestations. And really this is only a segment of heavy metal. We've taken a time period of heavy metal from the, the 90s to the, the middle of the noughties. So it's like 1992 to 2009. None of these albums, uh, probably the, what is the most recent album on this list today? Probably, probably Obzen, 2008. That's a pretty tricky trivia question because I'm comparing all the albums of five metal bands and their dates all at once. So someone can fact check that. <laughs> But basically, it's that short period that we're talking about. And wow, can't you see there's so much to it? So we have one more song to go through. This will be the last song that I read today. It's the third song from Machine Head. And like the other Machine Head songs, it's a very beautiful message. It's very deep. And it's got a yearning from the heart. It's got emotional complexities. It's got a sense of so much of what can come and so much what can happen between the light and the dark and the drama of the human condition. So I sincerely hope you've enjoyed these words. And what I'll do is I'll read the lyrics and then finish with a few minutes of silence. So if it's comfortable for you to do so, just sit down quietly with your eyes closed and just have a few minutes of meditation after you've heard these words and try and sit with the feeling that they bring up in you. Sit with the reaction that you've had. Now, you'll also have the reactions of whatever you've been doing during this conversation and whatever I've said during this conversation. And you'll notice that there's been a change since in you since when we started to where we are now. So just reflect on that and really go into how many different emotions we've been through, how many different ideas we've been through, all the different ups and the downs, and your reactions, where you agree, where you disagree, where you think I've missed something or I've misinterpreted something or whatever. So those few minutes at the end are to respond to this poem and to respond to this conversation 
and just see what's happening and to have a few minutes of quiet. Every day you should have a few minutes of quiet. And if you haven't had some today, well, then this is your opportunity. So just have a few minutes. And here we go for this song by Machine Head. And this song is called Be Still and Know. In this struggle, are we dead or alive? Freedom is not existence, it's why we survive. Shake our grief, hold on to belief. It can't enslave us forever, there is relief. No change will be permanent. Our strength enduring, bright incandescent. Take a chance before we fall, backs against the wall. And the sun will rise. Dawn will break through the blackest night. Distant in its glow, this shall pass, be still and know. There's a heartache as we search to connect, even just for a moment, pretend we're content. There is love, know that we are one. We are all in this together, weather the storm. Look into each other's eyes, make the connection before it dies. It will all dismantle as we consummate. And the sun will rise. Dawn will break through the blackest night, distant in its glow. This shall pass, be still and know. Is it hopeless? Will the fear take control? Don't succumb to the numbing, sting of defeat. Take this hate. Let the bile stagnate, hoist the head of Goliath, bask in its grace. Stars realign in the sky, glaciers will melt and the oceans rise. Waves come crashing ashore, but withstand the roar. And the sun will rise. Dawn will break through the blackest night. Distant in its glow. 
This shall pass. Be still and know.